You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2020, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment. Omaha Bound is your best choice for hardbinding those special comics in your collection. The guys over at Omaha Bound do only the best high-quality binding. And this might be the best part. They custom design every cover, so every single hardcover they design is unique. In short, when you get your comics hardbound with Omaha Bound, you know that you have a truly one-of-a-kind collection. In addition to binding, they also sell special trade collections of hard-to-find comics. All of this is available on their website, which is omahabound.com. Treat yourself and those special comics right. Go to omahabound.com today. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five gold rings, rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six geese a-laying, five gold rings, rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me... Eleven authorities warring. Hello, and welcome to the eleventh day of the Twelve Days of Crusademus for 2020, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The Twelve Days of Crusademus is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts. And actually, that's that's the case. I'm, I'm one of those Holly Jolly co-hosts. See? Don't I sound Holly? Don't I sound Jolly? Ho, ho, ho. Until we get all the way to December 25th, <laughs> Christmas Day. I am your host for this 11th, the penultimate day of Crusademus. Pat, that means next to last. Delvin Williams, The Web Before Christmas. And here are the three creatures stirring, joining me for today's unwrapping. First up, we have the founder of the Longbox Crusade. It is Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Christatos. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry, Merry Christmas to you as well, Delvin. As you mentioned, it is the day before Christmas and all through the LBC quarters. Not a creature was stirring, not even Clinton the mouse. Mm. The that stockings were hung. Yep. By the <laughs> chimney. Oh, he's got okay, more. Keep going. But, keep going. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Oh, that's that's. I'm I'm I'm, I'm done. <laughs> it was a tease. <laughs> I got duped. I thought there was more. I, was <laughs> I duped you. Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry dupeness. <laughs> and a dupe new year to you too as well. All righty. Let's move on. Let's go to the weasel skull. Jason Albrecht. Merry Christmas, Jason. Merry Christmas, Delvin. Jared and his kerchief and Pat and his mm-hmm. cap. 
It's going to be another year of putting up with their crap. I was like, what is he going to get to rhyme with quarter? I was looking forward to it. You know, I was like, mortar? That was a haiku. <laughs> oh, Oh, oh I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, you know what, five sevens. I you know. <laughs> five seven, I'm five never gonna get it. Suit. It was like get it. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. All right. We have one more person to introduce. That would be Jared Albrecht, aka the Yardtail Artist, sometimes known as Deathbro. Jared, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Delvin. I was about to complain that Delvin always gets the Christmas Eve episode, and then I realized that I make the schedule. So. I have only myself to blame. <laughs> you know what? Uh, the first year we did it, I closed out. I did episode. Oh, well, you were Christmas Day episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. After oh, yeah. that, the only like thought in my head when I made the schedule is I, I apparently I didn't do it the first year, but I was like, well, we should get Pat the last day since you know he founded this whole thing. He does a lot of work, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know what? So does Delvin on the Crusade, but so he deserves Christmas Eve. But as has become my new custom this year, I've come with a Christmas joke. So here we go. Why are Christmas trees so fond of the past? Why? Because the present's beneath them. (laughs) 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 Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, you got Delvin. (laughs) Delvin It did. That that was... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I was expecting bad. That was not bad. So I was joke dude. (laughs) Hey! It's a Crusaders miracle. It is. It is. I, and I needed I needed a laugh today. That was good. All right. We got all three people introduced. It's just us, y'all, because it's the next to last day of Christmas. And we want to hang out with just the Longbox Crusade family. Here we are, even though we got an extended family now. It's been one heck of a great year. Uh-huh. But anyway, as you have heard in our singing intro or my singing intro, Today is 11, authorities warring, which means we are unwrapping The Authority, number three from Wildstorm Comics, published in 1999. So for a brief history of the series and creators, I just want to caveat, I took a lot of this largely in part from dc.fandom.com. If any one of them is listening, it's like, hey, 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 this sounds familiar. It, it, It does. I ripped it off. There you go. There and the true Christmas spirit. <laughs> I grinched it. <laughs> All right. Following the decimation of Stormwatch and the destruction of Skywatch by an alien infestation, former member of Stormwatch Black, Jenny Sparks, created the Authority alongside her Stormwatch Black teammates, Swift and Jack Hawksmore, with the goal to change the world no matter what it takes. Among their members are the engineer, Jerowyn Thorndike, who is the doctor, Apollo, and Midnighter, who were two former members of Harry Bendix's Stormwatch Zero. There were a lot of Stormwatch teams. <laughs> the authority was created by the all-star team of Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch. Some of the reasons I love this book are, oh, Mark, quick story time, guys, quick story time. Under 60 seconds or less, because that's what the script says, I picked this series up at Free Comic Book Day in September, which came a tad bit late to Charlotte due to COVID. I went to the awesome store, Heroes Aren't Hard to Find, which had a dollar bin sale. I could have gotten my free comic books and left, but what fun is that? There were bins to dive in, right? Earlier on social media, I remember someone talking about the authority, and what did I find? What a first year run of the series. 
So I gave it a shot and I wanted to share it with my friends. So that's my appeal to sharing this today uh, with the lads. Have any of you read any of the authority comments today? Jason. Yes, Delvin, I have. I'm holding up for you the Authority Omnibus Volume 1. Much like you, I was a big fan of the Authority. I found it in Wizard Magazine. They ran an article on it and had a couple little inserts, and I really liked the art by Brian Hitch. I thought that was just spectacular. So I went up and picked up a a copy and then started uh, subscribing and got the full run. So... Yeah, I'm a big-time Authority fan. I really liked it. Fantastic. Jared, what about you? Only know of it. Seen it here and there. It's always been in that sort of weird corner of comics to me, you know, like Stormwatch and, uh, you know, just a corner I never got into. So, no, I am a newbie. Cool. What about you, Pat? Well, just like Jared, I am new to this as well, too. So I'm sorry that I am not respecting your authority. It's, It's okay. You know, everyone does not have to respect my authority. It's all right. I'm not duped this time. It's okay. I can't yeah. believe we made it this far in before that joke showed up. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised, too. I'm waiting for somebody else to say it. <laughs> it was in my head. It really was. BK! Okay. <laughs> Let's not get distracted. Now, for a quick summary of this particular issue. And again, I gathered some info from dc.fandom.com to help me out with this. The Authority's first public appearance as a team is to stop Kaizen Gamora, an old enemy of Stormwatch, who wanted to take advantage of Stormwatch's breakup to take revenge upon the world. To do this, he used engineered super soldiers to destroy first Moscow and then part of London. The Authority predicted the third and final attack in Los Angeles, but will they be able to avert it? Perhaps Midnighter, using the carrier, can sneak onto Gamora's island and can figure out how to shut things down. All right, I put you guys in the middle of the action, but guess what? Guess what? It wasn't double length. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> None of that joking this year. No. Uh, I kept looking, like, did I lose some pages in this book? Or? <laughs> it was like, well, for the heck of it, you should have gotten to the last page, flipped the book, and then just flipped it backwards. <laughs> I just read it. I just read it twice. I did. I was like, I'll read. <laughs> He's like, Delvin. <laughs> Delvin in his double length. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Well, yeah, yeah. Super size. <laughs> family show. Family show. All right, Pat. Talk to me. What do you think about the issue? Uh, since you're completely new to this, I would love to hear your take. Yeah, this was really interesting to me as I am new to the authority and also to like uh, Stormwatch and that I do believe I may have like issue number one of Stormwatch from way back, way back in the 90s when it first came out, but I never really got deeper into it. It was one of those that got to the pile and then probably never got to it. Hence kind of why we're here anyway. So I don't know a lot of any of these characters and what's going on here. So I found it very interesting. I wanted to ask you why you chose number three and not one or two. Good question. One was that intro. Okay. And two, I didn't feel... Enough action? or Yeah, I didn't feel it. I mean, there was some action, but I felt that three gave you that cliffhanger to where, like, maybe it could entice you to be like, hmm, I want to see how this closes mm-hmm. out. Because I've read one through four of the series. I've not read five through 12, but I am looking forward to it. That was why I picked three because it was the uh, next to last issue in this four issue story arc. 
that's helpful because they did a really decent job of kind of plopping us in, telling us kind of what was going on right before, giving us some background on Gamora, on what he's there to try to do, and then some background on some of the, the heroes as well, too. So I really found it interesting, the story-wise, and that ship could be kind of everywhere, but not everywhere. Like, yep. I thought that was really cool. Jared had mentioned, or maybe have been Jason, about Hitch. Just the artwork in this is really, really nice in this. Yeah, Brian Hitch is a delight. It is really fun just looking at his work because he puts such great detail uh, into his stuff. Are some of these superheroes like analogs to like Midnighter? Kind of is like he's got that Batman look to you. Kind yeah. of reminds me of that Batman versus Superman where he's in a trench coat and. Yeah. So what are you asking? Are they kind of like analogs to some of those? First of all, never heard you use a fancy word like analog, so I'm mm. impressed. Processing this. You see, analog means mono. Mmm. I'm word duped. I was word duped here. Okay. So I would say probably there's a little bit of Batman stuff. And I'll tell you what, when they later on merged the Wildstorm universe into the DC universe. Yeah. They kind of made that tie because the Midnighter was a frequent foe of Dick Grayson. Oh, okay. Interesting. I yep, can see the, that. The series Grayson had him fighting Midnighter quite a bit when um, uh, Dick Grayson was a spy for uh, an agency called Spiral. Interesting. So, yeah, I'd say uh, a Batman archetype is uh, probably appropriate. Anything else, sir? Like you said, I do like the character development that is here. It's very interesting, the main character who's leading the team, how she interacts with everybody. So, yeah, it's something I've never delved into, so it kind of hooked me. Cool. Let's make this a uh, newbie sandwich here. We had a newbie in Pat, we got a newbie in Jared, but let's go with the experience. I'm newbie <laughs> Yes. <laughs> No, but anyway, I'm going to go with Jason now. The experience part of the sandwich. I want to be a Nubian, too. <laughs> What's a Nubian? <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool. What? I, newbies. And I almost lost it up there. I got these newbies. <laughs> I really enjoyed Authority, the whole run. I've been a fan of Warren Ellis for a while. I kind of became familiar with him when he started writing New Mutants. Back in the, I guess it was like late 90s, maybe early 2000s. Um, not exactly sure when. Uh, we talked about Hitch's art, which is outstanding. I like this issue that you picked as well, because as Pat mentioned, you get some introductions to the characters. It's a good exposition on the villains, so you kind of learn the villain's intent, which is basically just i'm gonna terrorize stuff because i can i just want to prove that i'm the most powerful person on the planet because i am or he thinks so spoiler alert he's gonna find out otherwise the team itself is starting to come together so you're starting to get familiar with them and i really like the exposition on the ship as well i'd forgotten those details and warren ellis is just really good with the pseudoscience stuff you know it's like I don't understand how that works, but I'll buy into it. Okay, sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about it. Yep. Yeah, okay. They walk through this doorway, then they can be anywhere they want. I will say that the one thing that kind of bothered me was Midnighter. He talked a lot of trash about, I won't be seen unless I want to be seen. And he's like, I've been seen. <laughs> 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 so 
But anyway, I, I really like this one. Good pick, Delphine. Oh, thank you, Jason. Thank you. And I, I want to add only because I know we, us four, can appreciate this. The plot of this book somewhat mimicked uh, the silencers, did it not? <laughs> he wanted to carve their symbol on planet Earth, and the silencers, they wanted to do it on the moon. Dear sir. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> that is a silencer. <laughs> and then, and so the carrier is the big station wagon. Oh, of the silencers. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, now we got to talk to Mr. Ellis now. It's like, did you, did you steal this from Matt Helm, the silencer, mm-hmm. sir? We're wow. on to you. All right. That discovery aside, let's go to Jared, the newbie. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. <clears throat> Clinton, no, I see you trying to take that piece of coal down to the basement. Leave it where it is. Having said that, since I'm in an Uncle Scrooge mood, let me tell you all the things I didn't like about the authority. Uh oh, a humbug moment coming. Oh, hold on. And a humbug. Go for it. It won't be all bad. But I think the authority does completely rely on you enjoying Warren Ellis, which Jason clearly does, and I guess Delvin does. I've always found Warren Ellis to be a little Claremontian, and that showed through in this book about how everything worked and then because of this and the interdimensional then we can go to that and I was like I stopped reading you know if it doesn't have Stegron I'm not interested I didn't stop reading the book though but some of it I was just like okay I get the the pseudoscience it it just I don't know never does it for me so that part felt Claremontian and then he also kind of does this thing where I don't know I've always got the feeling that Warren Ellis is always like you know comics are an art form and I shouldn't have to explain every part of my story element and I'm like Please, for the love of God, explain your story element because I don't understand. What I mean, I got the basics. Clearly, their version of Ming the Merciless, whatever his name was, he totally looked, I thought so too. He totally looked like Ming is the bad guy, and they're like putting this team together. But like, I think what frustrated me was there was parts where I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a joke or a witticism, but I don't understand it. So now I'm mad. You know how like you feel left out of a joke? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't get it. So I, I don't know. So that was my biggest problem with, with the writing. Is I think Warren Ellis always assumes too much of his audience. Uh, I, that's just my take for him over the years. Now, having said that, there were interesting and neat things in the story. Just enough to tantalize me. The art is spectacular. Uh, the only other thing that I didn't like, and this is just kind of, I guess, a personal bugaboo too, is the team leader, this lady, can't remember her name right now. Jenny. Jenny Sparks is the leader. Jenny Sparks. I thought she was a bad leader. This comes up a lot on our show. We always talk about <laughs> different team leaders. But like when when she laid out the plan for what they were doing, once again, it felt like Warren Ellis being too presumptive that everybody knew what was going on because, well, let me tell a story to, to get back to this. When I was a young second lieutenant and I had to deliver a plan for my small flight of network engineers, I was a computer nerd. And our squadron chief just happened to be there, just kind of sitting in the back of the room. I laid out the plan and told everybody what they are going to do and what the backup plans were, all that. Okay, go. And the chief pulled me aside and, and gave me a great compliment. And that's why I remember. You always remember a great compliment from a senior enlisted guy. He said, he's a lieutenant. You are really good at giving orders and giving out plans. And he said, that's rare in a young officer. So I felt really good about it. And then he tacked this on. He said, when you're a young officer or, or senior enlister or, or whatever, whoever's given a plan, you should be able to take anybody who's not even part of that unit and sit them in that meeting and they should not have any questions about what the plan is <laughs> when you leave. 
And I had a thousand questions at the, at the end of her plan. I'm like, this is the loosiest, goosiest plan I've ever heard. I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. And so, you know, my Jared's leadership alarm went off like, I just don't like this is bad leadership. So that is the end of all my bugaboos. Uh, I rest my case on bugaboos. But, but overall, the overall march of the story where it's going, I kind of get that. I did laugh at the same thing Jason did. <laughs> I won't be seen unless I want to be seen. Ah, oh, saw me. And then he kicked that dude in the face. And the dude was like, you done messed up now. And then I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is going poorly. Yeah, so he kind of went from a uh, bad to sad. Very good. So I, I, that was a lot of negative Nancy stuff, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to red star you on this one, <laughs> but we'll get to that. Okay. First off, yeah. red star is a masterpiece. And I don't care what you guys think. <laughs> Actually, you should probably call it. I'm not going to shield you the, on this one. Cause I think that was the lowest score that was ever given was Jason gave the shield. I think two candy uh, canes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm still. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Mark Wade should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> We've reached the new low point. I, we can't even joke and say it's a four. It's half a four. My goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's time for me to drop a deuce. <laughs> but you can't no. handle the shield. <laughs> Enough of old Crusademus. Well, Crusademus past. We are here in Crusademus present, and I appreciate all of your thoughts on the issue. Now, it is time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusade Miss Candy Cane scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all. How many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? Hmm. I'm going to start with who I think is going to rate this the highest. Thank you, Delvin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to set the bar high. I can't give it any lower than 12 candy canes. Uh, I have the whole run, volumes one, volumes two, volumes three. I love the authority. You didn't get like all of the humor. There were elements of the humor in this one. So, you know, if I was going to read just this issue alone, I probably would give humor a two. Heart, I would give a two. Spectacle, probably a two. You know, this one was kind of middle of the road. Art, of course, is the full Monty. Art's getting a three. But, you know, I, I know that this series has just a ton of heart, ton of humor, just action galore. So I'm giving the series a 12. Awesome. Ooh. Mm. Uh, looking at looking at the eyeballs from Jared there, if I'm going in order from highest to lowest, I'm going with Pat next. Pat, what would you rate this series? Or your interest, I, I should say. Not, I'm not as going to be as high as Jason because I, I don't know anything about the Authority or Stormwatch or, or any of that. But it did kind of pique my interest. So if Joe November is here, I'm between an 8 and a 9. Uh, it's Christmas. I, give it a 9. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a 9. Just for the more information that Delvin provided me, along with Jason as well, too. So it did bump me up a little bit more on interest. So I'm going with a nine. If I find this in bins, you're definitely going to pull it now. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Pat. And now, and now, and now. (laughs) The authority always wins. Jared, 
What would you rate this on your official crusade Miss Candy Cane scale, sir? Uh, hang on a second. Yeah, Clinton, we're working through the night. All right, we got bills to pay around here. <laughs> no, no, call your wife. Call. I know your son is sick. You're going to be home late. Okay, sorry. <sighs> and I'm bah humbug, humbug everybody. you. <laughs> no, I'd be honest with you. When I first read it, I was like, eh, you know, I don't like being left out of jokes. And it's that Warren Ellis thing I'm not big on. And then he Claremonted me. And I was like, this is like three or a four. And I was like, well, this art is pretty awesome. And it's, it's Brian Hitch, who's just going to go on to do more awesome things. And so I'm like, that's worth a bump. And so well, let me see how it goes when I talk to the fellas. So I was like, maybe at a five at that point. And then talking to you guys, and especially you and Jason, who have seen the bigger picture and knowing that there's more to come, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to Red Star, my best friend, unless Alan's listening to this. Don't feel bad, Alan. Uh, <laughs> First but, of all, Red Star is a masterpiece. <laughs> so that's a long that one way good? of saying I'm going to go all the way to a seven. I'm feeling seven candy canes on it. You know what? I was right, so I was right in the order. But you were I'm corrected not, in order, yes. I am surprised that it, it, it got all the way up to a seven, but I'm happy that it did uh, get to a seven for you. Pat, did you have something you want to say? It could be either outtake or might be in the show. I think he was asking what was the other piece of crap book that I brought, and it was uh, Baltimore. I think going back to the authority... I think it's really unfair for a book like The Authority, which is why I, I cranked it all the way to a seven, to do one book. Because I think with Warren Ellis, if you're going to do a war, it's, almost, it's like Chris Claremont. Like, yeah. I think you, when we look at one individual issues of X-Men as we're going through Chronicles, there's several of them that we're all like, eh. but he's remembered so fondly because it's the body of work. It's the build and yeah. it's it's the depth of the universe. And I think that's what we're seeing here. So I feel like the, the seven is, is fair. And, and maybe I come back later, read them more of them and, and be like Jason and, and Delvin with 12s. If I could have recommended all four, I would have. But like, you mean four is double two? <laughs> so that would have been a whole lot of crap from y'all. And I didn't want to hear it this year. Did not want to hear it. No, no, no. All right. Let me give just one last recommendation for this series. I'll make an appeal uh, for two things here. A comic book bend dives and using those bend dives to find series that you've heard a bunch about. I got a year of an acclaimed run of The Authority, you know, a series from 20 years ago for 12 bucks. And you can't beat that with a stick. I read the first four issues of The Authority and I look forward to the rest. And that's what doing that Ben diving is all about. I just enjoyed the heck out of it. And here, 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 mm -hmm. here. I agree. That's yep. what I like. I like about uh, the series that we've been doing every Christmas. There's no, that's another thing that goes on my list when I'm Ben diving now. Oh, I remember that's in somebody that was such a good one, and I want to read more about that one. Let me go Ben diving and, and see what I can find out there. And yep, yeah, I found a whole bunch of Warlord at, just recently at my local comic book store. So. I grabbed a bunch of those because I really enjoyed that book. I passed on a whole stack of Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> I, got it. I can bring it. I can bring it over to if you want to read it. It's like Baltimore, not Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know what you're getting for Christmas, you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> and that will wrap up day 11 of the 12 Days of Crusades. Christmas Day is tomorrow. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show 
or if you gave one of our recommendations a try, let us know what you think about it. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. You can email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year, or you just want to hear more Crusademus, if you scroll back far enough on our feed, you can find all of the episodes from Crusademus Past, 2019, 2018, or even 2017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Until then, DJ Chris Tatos. Play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wickedy, 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 whack. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain. Well, shepherds kept their watching all silent flocks by the night. All throughout the heavens, there shone the holy light. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. It's not bad, y'all. 33 minutes, and that was with some talk time at the beginning. It's about 30 minutes. Yeah, did good. We rolled through it. Yeah. You know what they say? an easy edit, too. Let it roll. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-